Welcome to No Apology with the Bible Idiots, the Chris and Emily Show. I'm Chris Danielson alongside my best friend and bride, Emily. And we have this thing where we try to just hit record and let it go and not stop and restart. And now I, this is the fourth restart for this Thursday broadcast. You didn't hear the other ones because we deleted them. But Emily just said off air, just let this one roll. It's not like it's going to get any better. So <laughs> You know, you psych yourself out a little bit. Yeah. And then you're just, and you just can't get back on. So yeah. I think I'm almost psyched out. Yeah. But- sometimes you can be a great football team playing really great game after game. And then you get into a game where you just, things, nothing goes right. Yeah. And the more you try to get it righted, the wronger it goes. <laughs> Including using English like writer and wronger. Yes, the yeah. wronger it goes. Yeah, the that is it goes. that is a good motto for this podcast. Yeah, and I've the had harder some... we try, the wronger it goes. Yeah, but we get gooder and gooder every day. <laughs> yeah, the more we uh, apply ourselves. Hey, we've been doing this show for seventeen years, uh, at thirty-five hundred broadcasts. We we counted to like thirty-three hundred. Of the different shows we've done, from syndicated morning shows, mm-hmm. talk shows, all the different shows we've done, and and I don't even think we counted voice track shows, but we were over three thousand, and then right around thirty three hundred, we quit counting like three four years ago. Why we just did we didn't do... care anymore? Yeah, you get we, that. It's way, a lot. You? Yeah, you do get that. It's like eventually you don't know really how old you are, and you don't really care. Yeah. And then somebody comes around and says, "Hey, you're going to be ninety. Let's throw you a ninetieth birthday party." Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the reminder. It's when Veterans Day and Memorial Day rolls around, you want to honor our service members and remember and reflect on what they did because it's really, really amazing. Yes. But there's also a part of our society that just doesn't care. That's true. That's bad. And for me, it's about, you know, the Bible says always, you know, don't move the boundary markers of your forefathers. And that has tons of implications in the Old Testament. But in that same, you know, genre, it's like I want my life to count for something. For who? For just my family, for Emily, for my kids, for my grandkids. I hope that someday they look back with fondness on some of the things we accomplished. And when we got to 3,000 shows, there was a good bit of people around us that were really wanting to celebrate that with us. But there was also a lot of folks around us that didn't care less. Yeah, it doesn't matter. In fact, there was a few people in broadcasting that were almost insulted, you know, that that we knew how many shows we'd done. And I'm like, I mean, I didn't count every single one, but... Yeah, when we celebrated yeah. 3,000, we were well over 3,000 by yeah. that point. Because we could well. do the math based on the calendars. You know? And that's the thing. Numbers make your world make sense. They do. No, it really does. And so you you make note of dates and times and numbers of people and numbers of this and, and stuff yeah. like that. And I'm terrible at that. I'm well, absolutely Well, when we would go do that. comedy shows, I had a prayer partner. And he's an excellent guy. His name is Jim. I'm not going to tell you his last name. But... He would always get after me because speaking of numbers, whenever we, so you guys did a couple shows this weekend. Yeah, Friday night we had 175 people, and Saturday night we had 515 people. You know that was the ticket sales. He's like, well, what? He, he used to he listened to me for about a year talk like that, and then finally he said, dude, I just got to talk to you. He goes, why do you bring up these numbers all the time? Why if you did a show for 800 people and then you did one with 1500 people and then you did one for 200 people, you talk about it like they're all the same, but it almost comes across like you're doing math for God. And I'm like, I don't mean to. It's just 
That's well, what it was. And it was yeah. significant to me that there was 900 people there that bought tickets to hear me and my son do comedy. And is that bragging? No, because I say it in the same light when we have an auditorium of 400 people and only 50 people bought tickets. I mean, <laughs> we've been there both sides. It's just the way my mind works. Yeah, it's a beautiful mind. I have to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But uh, let's see. How many days are we now from Sunday? Today's Thursday. Mm-hmm. That's how many days, Chris? Three more. Three more what? Days. Till Sunday. Yeah. But I'm talking about from Sunday. Oh, back backwards? Well, <laughs> Sunday, then we had Monday. And if I'm not mistaken, I think that would the second day would be Tuesday. And so then the, you, you'd carry the one for another third day, which would be Wednesday. And today would be the fourth day. Okay. So I thought you'd be a little quicker on that one. <laughs> but we've actually had some people come up to us, but... When I say us, I mean you. <laughs> Talking about how yeah. you on Sunday yeah. were referencing the DPC, yeah. the Dead Persons Charter, and how because of this charter, this mindset that you do have, yeah, goes along with your beautiful mind numbers mindset. Um, is that you, you, the DPC, the Dead Persons Charter, um, helps you to not care? Yeah, I went really strong with the whole not care thing. Yeah. And I think I overdid it. And, oh. and then there was another another little problem. Chris overdid it. Yeah, Say it ain't so. And there was another little problem, and that was the fact that I didn't have the full 30 minutes to preach. It was about oh, a 20-minute right, devotional-type right. message. So I, I was like playing the hits. It was called a foundational review. And I don't know if it'll make next Wednesday's long-form teaching or not. We'll see. It's not meant to. It just was meant for review for the Covenant Partner members of our church and the regular attenders as we build our congregation. But what happens with the DPC, the Dead Persons Charter, is it's based on Colossians chapter 3. And if you don't know the story, and I'm not going into the whole thing on this podcast, Emily and I, in November of 2015, we were fasting and praying. We actually, we, we prepared for a day when we would officially die. Now, I know some people have their baptism date. Some people have the date that they were converted and they know when they were born again. But it goes back to Colossians chapter 3. So the date, if you're wondering, is December 29th, 2015. If you knew me prior to December 29th, 2015, and we haven't talked since then, you don't really know me because I am a completely different person. Would you not agree? You, Yes, we both have both really are. grown and changed. It's just complete yeah. things. So on December 29th, 2015, 2015 with a month of planning we just kind of had this pretend moment at at a meal leaving london where we always get on a plane at heathrow in the morning and the night before we would stay at the same hotel eat at the same restaurant and so we knew we were going to do that in fact it's a restaurant you need reservations because in jolly old england they you need to have reservations for this place so we knew what it was going to be and so we actually read the scripture at the table it's colossians chapter 3 it says verse 2 set your mind on things above not on earthly things. Verse 3, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ who is your life appears, then you also appear with him in glory. So dead people don't worry about this, that, or the other thing. Dead people don't fear as much. Dead people don't have addiction problems. Idols in your life, like comfort, greed, food, those things start to pass away. Now you can pick them up again, 
But dead people in general don't care about that. So if you say the truth of God's word and somebody's offended, you don't care. If you say the truth of God's word and some people rejoice, you don't care. And I don't mean that in a coarse way. I mean that in a legitimate Christ is your portion. You are hidden with Christ. You've died with him. So a lot of these worldly things like fame, fortune, or even suffering and or, you know, fearful things in the world, they they, they pass away and you don't care. And it's not an apathy. It's a dead person charter being uh, hidden with Christ and God. And so that's what I mean by that. So me as beautiful buying guy, when I'm saying 900 people bought tickets to see us do this, or 200 people or 75 people showed up, or and even when I meet famous people, name dropping, I, I'm, I'm astounded that I got a chance to make Joe Namath laugh last year, or that, you know, I was uh, sitting with 30 minutes with Newt Gingrich a year ago. How did that happen? Well, I don't, I don't know. But when I talk about it, I'm just as astounded as you. And it's coming from a dead person. This is kind of funky what God's doing. He's putting me in all these different situations. And yet people can say that either you're trying to be self-depreciating or you're trying to be a braggart or you're you're rain man and you're an excellent driver and you get your underwear <laughs> at Kmart for, you know, or whatever the case might be. The point is, is if we're dead with Christ and our life is hidden with Christ, it changes us. Well, and it's not even so much that you don't care. It's that it doesn't move you. If you do something and people love it, that's great. You feel the pleasure of it. You can appreciate certain things, but it doesn't move you to something else. And on the flip side of the same coin, you you feel that you need to say something or do something that God has called you to do and you do it and you get that negative reaction. Okay, yeah, it stings a little bit. Yeah, you. uh, it's kind of... I don't like having to go through the emotion of it, but it doesn't, it's not so bad. It doesn't move you anymore. You just carry on with the course that, that has been set for you and it Mm -hmm. does not move you to the left or to the right. I received a letter, an email that's going to be on tomorrow's podcast in the mailbag that was a very good compliment uh, on one of my messages. And it was like wind in my sail for the yes. day. There's encouragement but it, I, there, yeah. I didn't, it's not my significance. I've also received a couple of criticisms recently. They just don't, I mean, do they, they bother me for a moment and I reflect on you A, if I could have done them, things, something yeah. different and B, how awful of human beings they are <laughs> <laughs> for just a moment. And then it goes back. See, here's the thing. God is looking for clay. In Jeremiah 18.6, it says, O house of Israel, can I not do with you as this potter, says the Lord? Look, as the clay is in the potter's hands, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Look, the dead person's charter, you're just clay, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to be clay. And you go into the kiln of your own emotion, and you harden yourself up, and then you need to soften yourself back in front of the Lord. And being dead in Christ and remaining hidden in him, and him being your portion makes that possible yeah he gives you that that heart of flesh that he can mold and shape and he can move you in the direction to the left to the right or straight ahead that he desires you yield to him rather than to the emotions that you feel from the people and events unfolding around you and the biggest thing for me is this you ready yep i tend to try to tell the father look let's not do this (laughs) hey God, I'm willing to do that, but not this. I have an idea, Lord. Yeah. I tell you what, God, 
I'll keep pronouncing the DPC. I'll keep being Clay as long as we do things my way. (laughs) See, that's the tendency is to tell the father what you can and cannot do for him. And then when you are Clay, when you are dead, when when, when it's over, this life doesn't matter anymore. It's all about him. And he's my portion. We submit to his agenda. We allow him to shape us into the person he wants us to be. And that means you really don't care about the things that the world tells you to care about instead you care about god's truth and god's love and that balance that pendulum that i also teach about and then you have a peace that passes understanding and you have this eternal hope you don't have fear you don't you're not you're not afraid of every little thing and that's where like a guy like kirk cousins you know kirk made a kirk made a famous uh, comment for the vikings during COVID. he said if i die i die Mm-hmm. Do you, do you, are you aware of that? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love that <laughs> because that's from a mature Christian man who, right. yeah, if, if we die, we die. It's in God's hands. Yeah. Every breath is in God's hands anyway. So why not let go and let God? It's an amazing journey. And that's yeah. what means, if you know, this whole Bible Idiots brand started, what, seven, eight years ago when people were, you're idiots if you believe the Bible. It's like, are we or are we not? I mean, honestly, let's just take a look at it and let's look at all of these things and y'all know the rest of the story by now because you're still hanging out with us but emily that's what i really want to share with people during our thursday devotion in motion is be clay be dead <laughs> be mud for brains be a in big, the hands of the lord of be course a, be a big lump <laughs> Smushy's good. I like smushy. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Final thoughts, my best friend and bride, and then we're out of here. Final thoughts. Hey, just thanks everybody who has been uh, following along with the podcast. Tell your family, tell your friends, and uh, keep hanging out with us because we really appreciate you. Couldn't have said it better myself. Bibleidiots.com. We'd love to have your best gift now. It's tax deductible. Uh, We've been doing all this on a shoestring, and we're just trusting that where God leads, he's going to provide. What are you laughing at? I'm just thinking mud for brains on a shoestring. Yeah, mud for brains. That could be a new show. She's Emily. (laughs) I'm a lump. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think I really want the title lumpy. That one one cuts a little too close to home. I'll be the fat Tom Landry, but that's as far as I'll take it. All right. right, On behalf of my best friend and bride, Emily, my name is Chris. You get into the word of God today and go and serve your king.